Hello and welcome to Heart Awake. I'm Janessa. It is wonderful to connect with you. And in this episode of the podcast, we are talking about mind food. What is the food that we are feeding our minds? Which is really beyond just the mind. It's it's our entire system, right? Our system of thoughts, yes, but also our system of emotions, our system of felt sense and experience. All of it gets fed. <laughs> all of it is consuming inputs all the time. And we know this is true, right? We know that what we allow into our lives as far as the information we receive, the news we watch, the social media that we scroll and we follow, the conversations we have, and the communities we plug into have an influence and an impact on us. The question is, how aware are we in the moment of what is happening (laughs) and what we are allowing in? Where are we perhaps operating from a little bit more of an automated way of consuming information and experience rather than slowing down and just asking some basic, really simple questions to get clear on whether or not something we're interacting with, we're connecting with, is really aligned with what we believe, what we are wanting to create in our lives, And this is a nuanced conversation. So I want to unpack a few different ideas around this mind food. You know, what are we feeding our minds? How are we nourishing them? Are we nourishing them at all? Is there any intention behind it? And I want to be clear, mindfulness around our mind food (laughs) is not about bypassing reality and what is happening around us. I think sometimes this like law of attractions, over-spiritualized approach to mindset and, and thought work can sometimes turn into this experience of bypassing what is difficult or bypassing the, the atrocities, like literal atrocities that are happening in the world today. And this happens when we believe, oh, well, I can only think good thoughts or positive thoughts. I can only focus my energy on what is positive. And if that doesn't fit into this narrow box, then I'm going to ignore it. That's bypassing. That's saying I'm going to take a piece of reality and cut it out of what I see rather than being in relationship with it. And from that place of being in relationship with it and and practicing, what does it look like? Like, what does it really look like to be a human being on this world wanting to create a life that inspires you, that motivates you, that energizes you, that has a positive impact, while also knowing that so many people are in pain and in suffering right now? It doesn't mean we turn and we move away and we ignore No, it's being in relationship with all of it and exercising choice around what we allow to become absorbed in our systems, right? What what we take on, what we keep versus what we use as information, what we are aware of 
and potentially letting that fuel some action, right? Like I'm, I'm thinking about these examples around, you know, something horrible happening in the world. And, and there are many things, if we're honest with ourselves, in my opinion, right? Like when we look around, we can see challenge, difficulty, you know, just just ways that human beings treat each other that that are sometimes really hard to face. Okay, so we can become aware of that. We can have compassion for that. We can connect into our hearts and say, oh my God, that is not the kind of world that I want to be perpetuated or proliferated. But I'm going to be in relationship with it. I'm going to be aware of it. And I'm going to let that inform the kinds of actions I take. If I feel called to donate to something, some, some sort of organization or cause, I do that. If I feel like I want to show up and I want to give my time and give my effort and give my energy to something, to a cause that, that is really pushing to move the needle when it comes to basic human quality of life and creating a world in which everyone feels like they have it accessible to them, that they can really show up as themselves, as who they are, love who they want to love, build what they want to build, and we grow together, we collaborate together. It's generative, right? We can do that. It, it's it's not how we're necessarily taught <laughs> to be and do and create in this world. There's so much, in particular, I speak to the culture that I grew up in, right, <laughs> which is Western culture here in the United States. And there's, from such a young age, like, like this notion of competition that is fairly, uh, fairly black and white, fa fairly dichotomous, fairly... Um, you know, destructive in a lot of ways to a more relational way of being. We have upper out cultures in corporate America, right? Like in order for you to succeed, then someone else may fail. And I say all of this, I feel like I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but I'm trusting it. <laughs> I say all of this because these are the messages, these are the inputs that we're allowing to feed our mind. And it's not a great diet. <laughs> like, like it's not, it's not a good nutritional plan <laughs> right? for our minds to believe and perceive that everything is a transaction rather than it being a relationship, rather than it being an experience, rather than it being an opportunity to ask ourselves the question, how can I show up? in a way that honors my values and that adds something, not just to my life, but the lives of others. Call it service, call it purpose, call it whatever you want. But that is connection. And so we need to be clear on what is influencing us and also what we are influencing. Who is influencing us? and who we are influencing. And these truths that become distilled in our, our subconscious, and I even want to go beyond that. I mean, it's not just the mind, even though in this whole podcast I called it, you know, mind food. 
<laughs> like I said, it's all connected. <laughs> we, I want to be careful not to compartmentalize and make it seem like, oh, well, if we just work on our mindset and we just do this at the level of the mind, then all our problems are solved. No, I at least that's not been my experience. <laughs> it's a process with our minds. It's a relationship with our minds. And it's also what we feel, what we sense, what we experience in our bodies. And these truths that begin to form at a very early age in our lives. I mean, even in the womb, we are, we're being influenced, we're being impacted, we're absorbing, absorbing information that this is not just a cognitive experience. This is a felt sense. This is what, what do I feel? How do I feel when I'm listening to that new source, right? Like, what do I feel in my body? In addition to what thoughts does it create and what emotions it stirs up? When I'm scrolling through social media, what thoughts are getting triggered? How does that actually make me feel? Like, do you ever have this experience <laughs> when you are on social media and you get pulled down the rabbit hole and the spiral and all the things and you scroll, 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 scroll? And then you take a break and you you surface, right? Like you come to the surface and you're like, oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> like X amount of time was just lost in my life. And how do I feel now? Wow, I feel drained. <sighs> I feel like I got caught in some sort of comparison trap again. And this is important to keep in mind too in the conversations we have. How do you feel when you're connecting with that friend or that acquaintance or that coworker or that person or, or that space or that community? How do you feel in that moment? And also, how do you feel afterwards? Do you feel drained? Do you feel uplifted? And it's not that I think we need to always pursue feeling uplifted. This comes back to that conversation we had around bypassing. If we're only looking for the positive, we, again, are not actually moving through the more challenging and difficult parts of our experience. You know, if, if we're only thinking in terms of positive affirmations for my mind, then I'm not going to be in relationship with what is challenging and what is negative and actually within that find the nugget of life wisdom <laughs> that I can learn from. I've learned a lot from my super negative beliefs and what my inner critic says, how she shows up. The point is, do I feed her or do I feed an alternative? What are the thoughts I'm allowing to play on repeat? And instead, practicing, and I know it's hard, like, fuck. I, it's <laughs> I'm challenged by this all the time, how to interrupt the cycle of negative self-talk and criticism. So if you feel that, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, Janessa, 
Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, this is just a lot. <laughs> like, I just feel totally overwhelmed and inundated by my inner critic and that dialogue. Oh, honey, I feel you. And that resonates with me because this is something that has been just a big challenge in my personal journey. But that's why I call it a practice. <laughs> it's the practice that we we get to do over and over and over again. But the thing about practice is it does build us. It does help us grow. And there's something else around mind food that I was thinking about, because this is coming up for me a lot in the last week. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been moving through a lot personally with just recognizing how ingrained some of these negative thoughts are in my mind. And I've been through so many different phases with trying to figure out, like, what do I do with this, right? And there is this, I don't know if I want to call it a tendency or, or this idea or this belief in particular in more kind of new age spirituality circles or personal growth circles where we believe that if we just surrender, that that does something, right? That we get somewhere, that by surrendering to the moment or surrendering to whatever is here, whether we like it or not, that that like earns us a gold star and all of a sudden our problems are solved. And I can only speak from my direct experience and I have to say that in the narrow definition of surrender as just this passive, like, I'm just going to let it all happen, that doesn't work for me. Here's my definition of surrender. I'm trying to add a little bit more color and dimension to it, so see if this, <laughs> see if this resonates with you too. But to me, I don't want to just surrender and be passive. To me, surrender is an active experience. I can, <laughs> I'm going to say it, you know, it's a little controversial. I can surrender and push back and fight back. Why, why do those have to be like separate ideas? This idea of, oh, I have to surrender. And so therefore I can't have any sense of agency or any sense of determination or any sense of will. No, fuck. I want, I want to be able to surrender and like turn up my, my, <laughs> my music and just like push through. So what am I surrendering in that? in that situation that I've described. I'm surrendering the need to control what happens. I'm surrendering the need to know the outcome. And this gets a little, you know, sometimes tricky with thoughts and, and what we feed our mind because <sighs> From the passive definition of surrender, 
I could just let all of social media, all of music and entertainment and just whatever inputs you tend to use. Those are just a few that I have. <laughs> and all these conversations that I'm engaged with, I could just surrender and let it all be here and, and you know, absorb it all. Or I can surrender and say, you know what? I can't control what that person says. I can't control that you know, whoa, that thing just like popped up on my social media and that's not really what I'm all about. I can't always control that. So yeah, I'm going to surrender the need to control, but I'm always going to come back to asking myself the question, does this information, does this experience, does this thought, does this relationship with someone nourish me? Does it energize me? Does it help me ground or, or, or stabilize or, or connect even deeper to who I am? And does it help me grow? Does it help me transform? Because this is the other part of nuance around these ideas. If I only let in to my life what I agree with, I'm never going to learn. <laughs> I'm never going to grow. There's no contrast. You can learn so much from having conversations with people who believe the opposite beliefs. If we remain open to consider that our truth <laughs> is not the only truth, that there are many truths out there, and that doesn't mean I have to agree with it, that doesn't mean that I have to support it entirely, right? Like get behind it. It doesn't mean that I have to let that other belief or that other thought or that other way of being all of a sudden like force me into a different way of believing, thinking, and believing. But, but what I can do is say, you know what, this is helping me grow. Like this is adding something to my understanding of the complexity of this issue or the complexity of this experience. So how can we take this, all of this, this is a lot, <laughs> or at least to me it feels like a lot. <laughs> how do we take this and consciously, intentionally shape the inputs for our minds? Well, here's some really basic things. Because I like to keep it simple. You know, I, I like to let the conceptual, like I play with the concepts. I love that work. And I do believe we have to like ground it. We have to put it into practical action. So what are the basic simple things that we can do? One, take a look at your entertainment. What do you use as entertainment? Social media, movies, podcasts. And is that entertainment feeding your mind in a way that supports your growth? And only you can answer this question. Like, I can't answer that for you. I can't say, well, you know, like actually those kinds of movies and TV shows, like those aren't great for you. Yeah, no, that's not my place. You are the one that needs to discern for yourself. Does this work for you? Does this not? And how do we do that? I've already talked about it, right? Like check in. How do you feel when you're watching these things and consuming this kind of information? How are you feeling afterward? Two, <laughs> we can also look at how we're being educated. 
when I say educated, I mean any form of process or structure where we are intentionally taking in like some sort of framework or information or methodology or belief system or, you know, these happen in very formal and informal ways. So check in. What kind of education am I consuming? Three, do that with conversation. What kind of conversation am I engaging in? Is it helping me grow? Is it adding something to my understanding, my experience, my life? And I also think, you know, a fourth thing I would throw in there is energy. And this is where this is where energetics get so subtle and it feels a little woo-woo, which is why I sometimes hesitate to to bring it in just because even though I I am very woo-woo. <laughs> As I've mentioned, I always want to connect it to the earth, connect it to the ground. So maybe this is where we put in things around body sensations, right? And and really being in relationship with our bodies and listening, actively listening to our bodies and asking, does this feel good to you? Does this not feel good to you, right? There's this kind of information that I'm consuming. And if it doesn't feel good, it may or may not mean continuing to engage with it. This is the thing. There's no like right or wrong approach or formula I think we can use. This is experimentation. This is about putting ourselves out into the world and into our lives and into experience and seeing what happens. Always coming back to our center and asking ourselves, okay, if I tune in, to the intelligence that exists inside me, (laughs) that exists in pretty much every cell of my body, (laughs) and ask, is this something that is for me? Is this something that is feeding me? Is this something that is nourishing me? Is this something that's helping me grow? That that's how we build a sense of sovereignty a sense of sovereignty with information, a sense of sovereignty with our experiences. Yeah. And I also think this is how we're designed. So even though it may feel challenging, as I've shared, (laughs) I have many moments where I feel challenged with this, even when it feels challenging, know that it is part of our nature. And so it's accessible it's practical, and it's really something that can help us feel more free in our lives and more connected and more authentic. Yeah, there we go. That's it. I think I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) It's wonderful to connect with you. I really hope that this offered something to you, and if it did, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a positive comment our rating. There's information in the description for this podcast about how we can connect more. You can always find more information too on my website, janessanickel.com. I'm sending you a huge hug with whatever you are navigating right now. Thank you for being here. Thank you for connecting. And until we connect again, take care.